Welcome back to Slow County Public Policy and the Law. This is your host, Stu Jenkins. I'm here speaking with investigative reporter Karen Veely about her uh, story, Slow County Waste Management Agency Accused of Misappropriation of Funds Again, uh, that was published on the 17th of January. Uh, Mr. Cron uh, responded. Did he respond about what kind of explanation there was for um, these uh, gross misappropriations that had been uh, alleged by Ms. Diaz when she resigned? Yes. In his email, he wrote, We did find that our outside contract payroll service allowed clerical errors resulting in overpayment, which were corrected. Okay. Uh, Has your reporting revealed any scope or size of the overpayments um, because they're described as gross by Ms. Diaz? They're described as gross by Ms. Diaz, and one other person affiliated with the agency told me they were doubled. I am still investigating. I put out what I have found from these interviews and from the resignation letter, but I am still investigating um, the length of time, the amount of money, and what actually happened here. Seems to me those would be public records. Uh, have you had any experience with the county and the Public Records Act, Ms. Veely? There used to be a good, very good for a while with the Public Records Act, but with the IWMA, they have always fought. We've had, you know, We've actually had to hire attorneys to get documents from them. <laughs> um, well, so there's more to this story. Uh, uh, do you do you have other sources besides the one as to the I, scope and size? I have multiple story sources potential misappropriation that are helping me, and I'm I'm I have multiple people I'm trying to talk to. I don't. There's a lot of people that don't want their names out or what they do, so I'm trying to protect my sources. That's confidential sources are the lifeblood of journalism. Absolutely. Folks. So I, I did notice that sometimes you get questions and comments on these articles. Uh, one of the questions that one of the people posed was, has the DA's office got any information about this? Are they doing anything about it? Do you know? At this point, they were not planning. They determined that this was an accident, not a big deal. So they didn't take it to it, to the DA. But I am sure they are, they are aware now that this article is out. Okay. And I will tell you, I've talked to people not on the board, council people in other cities, who have said they have received information about this also. So it is absolutely making the way through the resignation letter through the um, public officials in the in the county, and again, this is this is public funds. You're paying more in your trash bill if there's misappropriation of funds. So this is about your money, and there are very good public officials that have concerns when there is misappropriation. Do do you um, you know my sense is that part of the problem that this agency has gone through is because it's a joint powers agreement and all the people who serve on the board well they have other jobs they're called city council people or in one case it's a county supervisor 
nobody elects you to the Integrated Waste Management Authority. Uh, it's usually your city council or your um, board of supervisors that selects somebody to go represent. Uh, is, do you have a sense that it's easier for um, things to be hidden and uh, made secret from the people who are supposed to be making the decisions? To a degree, but here's one of the problems. The county auditor is required to oversee this agency and make sure that it's operating legally. By law, the auditor was supposed to have signing authority over the credit card. The auditor is supposed to look at the accounts. The auditor didn't have signing authority. The attorneys for the firm didn't have signing authority. Instead, it was several people in the agency. Is that current, or is that is that information that, from back when that War, was, Warrell left under a cloud? That was information back when Warrell left under a cloud, but the issue is you have several people that have been tied to this agency, for example, Supervisor Bruce Gibson, and then before Supervisor Adam Hill, who were very angry when people wanted a forensic audit. Bruce Gibson's comment, um, this will not be verbatim, was, that's just mean, these are wonderful people, you're making them look bad by asking for an audit, you shouldn't do that. So when you have public officials saying, wait, this is you know, my buddy and I don't want him audited, and it isn't doing the public justice. Every agency is supposed to get a government-level audit uh, every year. So, Well, now you've got another story about Paso Robles and uh, changes in parking rates. That was also published on January 16th. Uh, the Paso Robles has had meters for a long time, but they're going to one of these kiosk systems around uh, the Central Park and in the downtown area. Uh, what What is this about? Back um, when Paso Robles put, first put in their parking ordinance decades ago, they put in a spot where at some point in the future they could try to do paid parking, and they broke it all into zones in compliance with um, state vehicle code. Then in 2018, the um, city council voted and the city attorney approved changing the um, city ordinances to take out all the zones and to just say... Well, um, didn't they just make the city one big giant zone? No, oh, no. Okay. The, there is, the vehicle code requires that they put the zones in an ordinance it's vehicle code number 22508A, and it says a local authority shall not establish parking meter zones or fix the rate of fees for those zones except by ordinance. Then it goes in to say that the rates have to be in there and the zones in the ordinance. The issue here is the city then changed their ordinance, and instead their ordinance says we have the right to do it by resolution. And so their ordinance does not give the fees, it does not give the zones, and they are voting by ordinance and resolution and sometimes just voting and tweaking the resolution without doing on a, um, what do you call it, a uh, conversation item, well, when, if not even if, an item. If you're going to adopt an ordinance, you have to put out a notice in the local paper. 
uh, and you have to let people know that you're about to vote on an ordinance, and it has to be available for them to review. Uh, uh, it, is that happening? Well, no. But they first started um, voted to do parking rates in, I think, 19 and started in 19. They recently changed the rates in November, and it wasn't even an action item. It was listed on the agenda as a discussion item to direct staff and they said, well, let's just go ahead and do it now and just finish it. So what did they, was that an increase or a decrease in the rates? It, it's actually an increase when you think about it because before they had two free hours of parking and $1 an hour after that. But they said probably 90% of the parking is the free, the free two hours and they weren't collecting enough money. So they lowered it to $1 an hour, but it starts the minute you park. So that was the change. That is, and they're ordering signs, and they're going to put them up. So, as a reporter, I I know that I do not know the law, and I often call Stu Jenkins for advice, and I call Sorrow Rizzo. And I, I, I'm not the person she called on this one. <laughs> I talked to Sorrow, and he said there is. He told me about this vehicle code, and he said I don't believe that they can do it except by ordinance. Then he also looked at it, and he said, in this law, it does say it requires the public to be able to use the... Re it says the code also allows the public to ask uh, to use local referendum processes to object to the parking rates. But you can only use a referendum on an ordinance. So they have lost their right well, to object because it wasn't done by ordinance. Um I'm not sure I agree with that analysis. Uh, some resolutions can be subject to a referendum. Uh, it's a closer question, uh, I will tell you. Uh, it, and particularly if the, ref, if the resolution has the effect of an ordinance, it may very well be subject to referendum. But a referendum is a big effort for the public. And so they could be, uh, folks in Paso may be talking about that. Well, I see we're coming up on another break, folks. Be sure and stay tuned because uh, there's another really big story here I want to talk to investigative reporter Karen Veely about. Stay tuned to Slow County Public Policy and the Law only on KNews FM 98.5.